The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. And uh, man, Breeders' Cup come and gone. Now it's like, what do we do? What do we do ourselves? Like, friggin'. Backwaduct is now just aqueduct again, like you know, Cinderella definitely out past midnight or whatever, whatever the story is. So, uh, yeah, it's it's hitting the, the, the lean months, but there's a lot of good racing that happens. And to help me talk about this, this amazing under the <laughs> under the radar racing, I've got Mark Capitan of On the Wrong Lead joining me again. Mark, what is up, buddy? Hey man, how's it going? How's it going? Yeah, you know the uh, the post Breeders Cup hangover is definitely real. Uh, trying to figure out, you know, uh, what do you do? You know, the, obviously the biggest two days of racing for the year, um, as far as quality of racing goes, uh, at least for us American fans. And uh, you know, now where, where do you go? But I actually, to tell you the truth. I've looked at my ROI for the past, I don't know, probably going back 10 years, and this is my most profitable time of year. I find that, uh, you know, chasing tracks, like we're going to be talking a little Remington Park tonight, um, and also chasing tracks like uh, like Aqueduct, when during the Aqueduct turf meet, there's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of profitability. You're getting these horses that... uh, a lot of times this time of year, you know, barns are trying to either cut back or be, or sort of, you know, they have to overwinter those horses. What do they do with them? You're seeing horses getting back to appropriate levels. You're seeing horses trying turf for the first time. A lot of those angles that we as more experienced horse players like to chase. And uh, it's a real good time of year to be playing the ponies. I feel like this is a this time of year. You really see a lot of fields that consist of. Uh, like one monster and five other just kind of mad horses where you actually, I mean, it's a stone cold favorite that, you know, is just chalky and going to win. And I feel like this is the time of year where it's like, all right, it's time to learn how to make money with chalk because you're just like between aqueduct and a couple of other tracks, you're really going to see a lot of chalky finishes this time of year, it seems. Yeah, I would agree with that, but I would I would also say if you if you're you know both of us love playing Aqueduct and uh, so yeah. um, if you look at a track like that, a lot of those turf races you'll have full fields, you'll have fourteen sure. horse fields in a turf sure. race. So all of a sudden to be able to say, okay, I found this this chalk that I think this horse wins ninety five percent of the time, but the next race I have a fourteen horse field that I can maybe play a double into a pick three, I can structure a pick five. You know, handicapping sometimes you know, we always want to beat the favorite, right? Like that's just us as handicappers. That's something you you have ingrained in your head, but it's really, what we really should be thinking about is how do I make value? If this horse wins 95% of the time, okay, it's just a given that horse wins. I'm going to then try to find value in other spots and use that horse to create value. 
for sure for sure so gotta get your impressions breeders cup uh i think it's okay for horse players to have a hangover because that was a hell of a fucking breeders cup weekend um what'd you what'd you think first juvenile day anything stick out to you um, you know, I think it was, you know, very interesting to see some of the West Coast shippers on the juvenile day just not show up. These horses that on paper looked absolutely invincible. Um, our favorite, both of our favorite trainer had a couple of them that were there and uh, they, they all kind of no showed. So uh, I think it was a that was a really interesting thing out of, you know, out of the juvenile day. Uh, Fort looks like he is a very nice horse. Looks like he's going to take you know, steps going forward. He has a pedigree that says he should handle classic distance is he's probably your prohibitive um you know kentucky derby favorite at this point so it's always interesting to see those uh you know those sort of angles i always love to play the east coast versus west coast game uh especially on the two-year-old days where you're seeing these horses that for for the most part haven't traveled they haven't shipped around they may have only had you know a couple of starts and uh you know in one sort of region how do they how do they fare versus others um you know, and then uh, and then on Saturday, I thought Saturday was just a phenomenal day. Um, you know, you you had Cody's Wish, who you know, tugged on all the heartstrings. Um, that was just a wonderful story all the way around. Uh, you know, the classic went how we thought it was going to be go. Um, if you were somebody that was a little smart and choosing some prices, the turf sprint, you made a lot of money. Um, I had been trying to beat Golden Pal every single start I think he's had in the United States, and I finally yeah. did it. Couldn't yeah, have been any better enough for to me. just walk out of the gate for you in that race like just did not break at all um yeah yeah so i, I don't know if i don't know if that's a little bit of his uh his european uh if, if he's acquired a new trade as an older horse or or um maybe he was just a little bit exposed which is is yeah. nice to see versus versus a better field and i think he'd always been running versus softer in the united states um and yeah, no, I, I was a, it was a great day of racing. Um, it was a nice profitable weekend for me, which is always one to, you know, pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Um, wasn't massively profitable. I didn't have any, you know, uh, I'm not buying a, you know, a small island in the Caribbean or anything, but uh, sure. it, was, it was a good weekend. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, with Flightline, I, I mean, it seems like we had a good mix of just big, you know, big prices come in, big, you know, horizontal sequences and then we also got to watch just something like freakish happen with flight line. So like, yeah, you know, check, checked all the boxes for me. Cause if I'm going to be a little bit broke at the end of the weekend, then I'd like to, you know, be entertained and a little bit, a little bit broke. I don't know. I did. I had a terrible, just like structure weekend, basically like the things, the horses that I should have just keyed in on and only bet and structured around, like those did really well. The other ones that I was just throwing shit at the wall. Well, it just turned out to be shit stuck to a wall. It's kind of the deal. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break here at the Notorious OTV. When we get back, uh, we're going to get into our bankroll builder Wednesday. That's right. It's the BBW show. Uh, we're going to take a look at Remington Park, as Mark mentioned. We'll be right back with more Notorious OTV. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, 
Odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, service conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. All right, so, man, we looked at Aqueduct, and that card kind of sucked. Uh, we looked at Churchill Downs and that card also really kind of sucked. Looked at Gulfstream, that card kind of sucked, but you know, what didn't suck, Mark. Remington little Remy. Park. Yeah. A little Remy. A little Rem- Oaky Bread Steaks racing for you. A little Oaky yeah. Bread Steaks yep. for you on a Friday night. Re- Remy's awesome. Remy's a cool little track. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things, Hey, you, you know, you get home from work and you crack open a cold one, you kick your feet up and you play a little Remy. It's an evening track. So, you know, you're not playing, you know, not trying to sneak wagers in on your phone. Um, it, it, it and they have some decent racing. It's, you know, it's not the classiest racing ever, but you know, you get nice size fields, you get some races that you can actually handicap around. And, you know, a lot of times if you can find one of these evening tracks that you get a feel for, you can do really, really really well you can find yourself a little money pet that's what i was gonna say is i mean over the years we we've had our own like different uh you know little honey hole nighttime tracks that i mean turfway park for a little bit that was just before turfway park fucking bananas well i mean that was something that like i was consistently able to hit before the hurricane you were you know spot on with delta downs like i love finding just this little like you know, this is my spot. I'm going to play at night. If no one else is handicapping, I don't care. I'm still doing it. This is my, you know, my money maker. You run, you run into, and, and I don't want to say the betters aren't as sharp, but the betters really aren't as sharp at a lot of these, you know, evening tracks. Uh, a lot of times it's people, again, people kicking back after work. They want to, they want to get their DJ in. They're just firing away with, you know, $2 exacta boxes. You put a little structure, you start sort of learn the nuances of that track and, uh, you know, you put a little effort in, you can do real well. And, and Remy's one that's, you know, they, they run a ton. Uh, you get a lot of, you know, a lot of big name trainers are shipping their lesser stock through there. Um, it's a great track to put a little effort into. Are you telling me, are you telling me, sir, that the Chucktown uh, show pool uh, jumper uh isn't a sharp better like i can't believe i'm hearing this come out, out of your mouth like how dare you talk about my mans like that who's walking around with uh i decided it couldn't be a briefcase because like five thousand dollars in the show pool like that's not a, a large amount of cash so it's got to be like a 1980s like lunchbox or something where he's got five thousand dollars just piled in there like small straw small drawstring backpacks you know yeah like the canvas yeah. ones yeah oh yeah like you just got a metal like a soccer camp or something exactly back with five grand in the yeah so you know that sort of like transport and then just dropping in front of like you know your typical like 75 year old uh gladys of a of a pair of mutual uh ticket you know counter worker be like hey gladys bam <laughs> five grand to show i'm the sharpest man in chucktown oh man yeah 
so but we're gonna jump into uh what we're doing here today it's uh a hundred dollars that's our bankroll no bets are barred no races barred just whatever we think our best plays on this card to make money are uh did you have just like an overarching strategy for how you're going to do this? Like I, I really didn't, I'll just say before you jump into it. So don't feel bad if you don't, don't either, but yeah, I just kind of picked my, you know, picked a few things out. Yeah, no, I, I think when we've done these um, and obviously I do a lot of content with on the wrong lead and we've done these as streams before where, Hey, I have a hundred dollars and try to run it and do 500 or a thousand, you know? And um, when you're doing that, you have to play a little bit more of sort of a, a tournament type of a mindset. You have to go, okay, there are nine races on this card. Where do I really have my strongest opinions? Where do I want to fire those bullets at? Um, if you approach this and you're saying, oh, I'm going to play three horse, $2 exact boxes in every race, you're not going to be profitable. But that goes for the entire year. So find your spots, take your, you know, have your opinions. Um, and it's also okay to sort of have an opinion through a, um, a cute horse. Maybe, Hey, I really like this eight to one. He has a massive pace advantage. Uh, there's a favorite that's going to get bet off the board, but I'm going to toss that favorite. That's okay. And that's how you're profitable in these types of things. So I, I had two pick threes that I played. Um, I like the second one a little better than I like the first one. Uh, Remy doesn't have, you know, rolling doubles or else I probably would have fired one of those, but I think you pick your spots and, and um, you know, you uh, just, you sort of fire away. Yeah. I, uh, I'm kind of, especially with the caliber of horse that we have on this card. I mean, I all respect due to, to uh you know remington park it's just you know race one is a five thousand dollar claimer you know at a track in oklahoma city it's it's pretty it's not bottom of the barrel but it's uh, it's kind of close which i mean listen a lot of tracks have these kind of races and it's nothing nothing against Remington park of course but uh yeah so let's go ahead let's jump in i i don't think you started until race two i had a play in race one uh i'm gonna preface everything by saying that uh for some reason, I'm very weird about everything ending in even numbers. So while I would never bet fifteen dollars to win, like I had to, I had to do fifteen dollars to win because I couldn't do like twelve or like thirteen with how I was structuring things. So that makes me feel really weird. So I have fifteen dollars to win on the number five Shades of Victory. This horse is getting a much needed class drop, and it's a level where the horse can definitely win. Uh, I, I kind of like that it's a, a wide stalker behind what should be a fairly cheap, you know, cheap speed kind of dual out. I'm sorry, inexpensive velocity dual out in front. Uh, and then, you know, like half this field looks like sprinters who've never tried a mile before, never really want to. And like, this is definitely like a, a one mile horse. So I'm doing that. And then I'm also playing a daily double into race two where uh, I'm doing a $5 daily double using this five shades of victory, which I bet it in the pick one. Now I'm betting it in the pick two. Uh, and then using the, the two and the six, uh, and race two, number two, miss, uh, continental at nine to two, number six, old school flash at six to one. It is, they look like the, the speed that just wins main races, uh, at this, you know, this kind of price, uh, in, at Oklahoma or in Oklahoma at Remington. So that's how I was doing, you know, $25 right there in race one. What about you moving on to race two? What'd you go with? Yeah, do you so have any counterpoints to that? I guess I, I'm not the, you know, I'm not the end all be all, of course. 
No, no. I mean, I, I think I saw a race two differently than you did. And in this race, I wanted um, I wanted the dropper for the first viewing trail, the three um, for Carl Broberg. This is a horse first time in for a tag. Uh, they ran this one in, uh, you know, a, in a stakes at Lone Star. So I think they, they had fairly high expectations of this horse. She hasn't really run bad, but I just really wonder if she's you know not that good in the class relief here alone gets it done. She's going to be real short. She, I mean, you, you will not get the two to one here, um, you know, in, in this race you're probably going to get maybe even money on her. But the other horse I wanted to include in my pick three um, that starts here is the four poetic union uh, for Oscar Flores. This is a horse that ran three races down at Gulfstream and ships to the Midwest. Um, you know, similar sort of class level here, but the thing is this horse is getting Lasix for the first time. And I really wonder uh, those two-year-old races in Florida, they cannot run on Lasix. I wonder if this is just a horse that needs Lasix and is shipping to a, a you know, a jurisdiction, uh, you know, and it's not a claim. It was actually from a previous trainer, which makes me think that they're shipping this one out to uh, to get LASIK. So this one might run a real nice race. Uh, so I, I just, you know, started off this pick three. And by the way, it's a $5 base pick three. So it'll okay. be two by two by two for $40 total with the, the three and the four viewing trail and poetic union. Um, we do want to hop into race three and then I can, I can walk through my full pick three here. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, yeah, go ahead and rattle off what do you have for uh, for pick three, and then I'll pipe in with what I've got, or, or sorry, for race three in your pick three, and I'll pipe in with what I've got for a single race play afterwards. Yeah, so I actually ended up on a couple of prices in here. This is a, a you know, a non winners of three lifetime claiming 7,500. Um, and this four horse, Love My Ride, is getting an absolutely massive class drop coming out of Allowance Company at Will, at Will Rogers um, and coming out of, uh, you know, Houston and some Allowance Company last year uh, at Remy. This is the first time in for a tag in quite a while. Um, and I think that this horse is going to be fairly forwardly placed. Uh, you know, and has, is a horse that has won at Remington before. Um, so I thought this four love my ride made a ton of sense in here um, for trainers and connections that are pretty high percentage. Uh, Lynn uh, Shellabrad, I don't really know how to say her last name um, on this time type of layoff, 61 to 180 day layoff is 31% with a $4 and 35 cent ROI. So I thought this horse at eight to one was super interesting here. Other horse that I wanted um, was the eight horse in here, a horse that won, uh, you know, you know, completed the or one last time out going this same trip at Remy um, and comes right back. And it, and it looks like this one's in fairly good form, uh, you know, second, you know, beaten at what I had in a length and two races prior and then comes back wins by a nose. seems like they have this horse, right? Horses running pretty well at six to one. I will use those two prices in, uh, in race three, not, not really prices, mid prices, right? Yeah, I, I agree with you actually on the, the number eight, uh, God help us. It's six to one on the, on the morning line. Uh, I mean, you look at the horse did last time and wins a, a non lifetime winners of two wins that race. Now they make it the logical step up to non winners of three lifetime. It's a really, it feels like a, a very kind of protected spot, even within, you know, like a claiming race. Um, I like that it's been able to come from off the pace. That's the big thing is there were a couple of horses that I liked uh, coming from off the pace, but this looked like the absolute best of them. Uh, and then I also played, uh, you know, I decided to go with a $10 win there with, uh, with eight and I'm going to do a $5 exacta. Uh, it's going to be eight over one, the five and the nine. Uh, the one was uh, Ojitos, uh, which I don't know. I think means tiny eyes. I don't, I'm bad at Spanish. Uh, the five uh, Mora warrior, 
And then uh, the nine, nine name rejected. So eight over one, five, nine for $5. All those seem like they're going to be like tailing this field of just like all sorts of early speed and meltdown happens. And uh, I get, you know, a closer over a closer. So that was my my play there. So go ahead, wrap up your uh, pick three ticket that ends in what, race four? Yeah, ends in race four. And uh, I ended up on two other horses in here. Uh, the three Roberts goes for Steve Asmussen. Again, the super obvious horse getting a ton of class relief in here. Uh, and is probably going to be, you know, a, a, a pretty short priced one in, in this field. Uh, and the other horse was the other dropper, uh, at a party, um, who is another ver for another, uh, Miguel Angel Silva, who is another very high percentage uh, going from maiden special to maiden claim. Uh, he's almost a $4 ROI with 27% win rate. Uh, and I, th I think, you know, the Asmussen money, you're definitely playing both of them, hoping the Asmussen takes all the money and then the uh, the eight gets it done. Um, you know, but I actually think that this eight has a pretty at a party uh, has a pretty massive pace advantage. I, I love these horses that have shown speed and stopped at classier getting the class relief because, you know, as you get cheaper and, you know, as you get cheaper in these types of races, horses are less prone to pass. So I think this eight should get pretty loose out on the front end and uh, play catch me if you can. Um, how arrogant, how you dick. How dare you step onto my show and then you make a pick three and then not end it with a horse named Chase's Rainbow in the final leg, the number six in race four. You didn't use Chase's Rainbow. I didn't use Chase's Rainbow. How dare you, sir? The audacity. <laughs> we talked about Chase's Rainbow quite a bit, and I don't know what to do with this, this horse. This is a horse coming out of a race in July at Fairmont, which is in the California uh, fair circuit. Um, you, should, you, know, you should claim it and enter it in the Malibu next year is what you should do. This horse has winter written all over it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, didn't didn't really know what to do with this one. This is a horse that actually ran pretty okay first time out. Um, you know, I think the figures are a little bit deceptive. Deceptive uh, horses in the two pass got really cut off in the upper stretch and then re rallied to get second by by a neck. Um, at going four furlongs, the stretch out probably does help Chase's Rainbow a few uh, a fair bit in here. Um, it just was a horse that uh, you know. I didn't quite know what to do with honestly at 10 to one I've seen way worse 10 to one shots and I mean the name's there so you know what Chase you know what Chase's rainbow does he chases dreams that's what he does uh no I so I'm not a financial advisor I will be betting five dollars on this horse uh just I like cheering for my own name is really what it comes down to uh is it a terrible thing or a terrible character trait I mean that's for that's for the courts to decide. Um, so we're going to take a quick break here at the Notorious Oak TV. When we come back, we're going to go with our rest of our plays, our $100 plays on Bankroll Builder Wednesday, going through the Remington Park Friday night card. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the D-Gen in your life. You know what would make me a happy man for Christmas? Is when all the kids are unwrapping their presents. If I was unwrapping a baby fucking whale shirt out of the SGPN merch store. Plus, from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code DALLASSUCKS. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code DALLASSUCKS. All one word. I think you have to have the explanation, too. 
These fuckers are petty. Welcome back to Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, this is the, I guess, the back half of Bankroll Builder Wednesday. That's right. The back of the BBW. All right. So we've got some plays in. I think I'm through about, uh, you know, $50 through my two plays. Uh, Mark's got a one pick three ticket in. So he's about $40 invest invested. Uh, all right. I'm on race six here. This is where the real fun part of the card starts because it's two-year-old oaky bread stakes races. Like, what are you not entertained? What else are you watching on a Friday night when you have this? Uh, the slideshow stakes is race six. $75,000 is for two-year-old fillies. Man, I I went ahead and I, I made my strongest win bet on this card on the number one, uh, Cuca, I guess. Uh, I mean, has shown the ability to run from off the pace. I think they're, you know, should like the stretch out. Uh, expect this one to come from just like from the clouds. So if closers, you know, aren't quite getting there, this might be a play that I just take out of my bank, you know, don't actually play. But I mean, I, I like this one. I like the looks of it as a, as one that could steal it late. And for some reason in my mind, Remington just seems like a, like a off the pace from the outside kind of track. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. So when I looked at this race, um, I think when you start with this race, you have to figure out what you want to do with the five. Do you do you do you want to dance uh, for call Craddock? This is a horse that's won her first two starts by just absolutely open lengths, seven lengths and eight lengths, respectively. Um, I'm a big time form person. I like time form speed figures. And what I noticed is that when this horse stretched from five and a half to six, she slowed down. And that's her second start of her career. Normally, that's an improvement angle. Those are two things I don't like. And I really wonder, she's Macho Uno on the bottom end. Is she just really a sprinter? This is a two-turn mile, and I just don't really think she gets it. Um, she's going to have more, she's going to have pace pressure in here. She's dealt with pace pressure before, but I just, I, I really don't like her getting this trip. So I am playing a pick three, and I'm looking for a price in this first leg. So I'm going to toss the favorite. Um I have three horses in here. The structure is three by one by two. And I'll be playing it for a $10 base. So it's a $60 pick three. Um, and I think if we beat this five, who's going to take all the money in this race, we really get paid. Uh, so the horses I'm going to use to do that are the three nice neighbor. This horse is probably going to end up on the lead, had a really um, good looking maiden break. And this is a horse that is one of those ones that you might look at the figure and say, no, they don't that, that looks like it fits. But um, that figure is actually probably dressed down a little bit because uh, this horse stumbled really badly getting out of the gate. She then sort of was rushed up, made the lead, and then just absolutely blew away the field in the stretch. Um, so that figure probably should be even higher. And I wonder if people, you know, aren't going to be doing the work and uh, realizing that that horse did have that stumble and you might get a little bit of a price on her. She's going to be your horse. That's most likely to wire. We'll see if she should get a, you know, get similar to the last out, get on a lead and we'll see how far she can take him on the front end. Uh, but the other thing is her pedigree does to me, you know, Harlan's held on the top, but Arch 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 on the bottom who did win your, uh, your favorite race ever back in the day. So, um, you know, a horse that I, does have classic distance pedigree, longer distance pedigree, a mile should be right up her alley. The other two I liked in here were the six, who I'm not even going to mama Shava. Hot oh, flash. Mom, mama's having a hot flash. Mama's having a hot flash. Okay. You're better. You're better at this than I am. Yeah, um, yeah. Who is a, another one of these uh, MDO on the top end, Harlan's holiday on the bottom end. This is a horse that should relish the mile trip. Uh, you know, 
comes out of that same shared race with do you do you do on a dance um and i think this is a horse that should really really relish the stretch out um and the other horse i ended up with in here was the seven expensive liaison another horse that i uh this one had a if you look at the running lines had a uh, maiden score with the or maiden race where the horse absolutely got blown away first out came back at this distance it's one of the few horses in this race to have run this distance and one by three lengths they then cut the horse back and the horse didn't run nearly as well in that oaky bread stakes race so i think this is one that we're again we're stretching back out and we're going to see a horse at 15 to 1 who maybe wants to go this two turn route distance uh really likes this trip and i know you like these horses outside drawn closers well there's a big price on an outside drawn closer for you Yep. So I, uh, it looks like we're both taking a, a strong stance against the, the four to five. Do you, do you, do you, do you want to dance? Which God, I hate this fucking name. That's enough for <laughs> a vet against just on. So, and I, I had just $25 win on the one and, uh, Mark kicked off a uh, pick three with correct me if I'm wrong here, the three, the six and the seven. You got me. Yep. Perfect. All right. So since you're on the pick three, go ahead and roll it into the next race, race yeah. seven. So uh, this this is the the version for the boys of that previous Philly Phillies race this uh, mm-hmm. 75k Oki bread for two year olds, um, and I really like the one ghost hero in this race. Uh, this is a horse that was broke from the outside. Um, made the lead up, made the lead after about two furlongs, had a ton of pace pressure last out and overcame all that and beat a number of other horses that are also in this race. Uh, horses like the three son, the B- boss and the six Connors outlaw. I think there were actually a couple of others in here. Uh, yeah, the eight was also out of that shared race. Um, ghost hero draws the rail here. So should have an easier trip than last out stretch out to a mile, uh, super saver on the bottom end makes me think that the, this is a perfect trip because super saver was a hell of a good miler. And, um, you know, Stuart Elliott stays up for this horse. So I'm going to just ice cold single this one ghost hero at five to two on the morning line. I imagine this horse will take a little bit more money. Um, but, uh, you know, his beat all, these are kind of his friends. He's, uh, he's sort of beating up on him and I think he does it again. Man, Stuart Elliott, you don't don't get much more ex, you know experience uh, when it comes to jocks uh, with Stuart Elliott running at at Remington Park. Um, I mean, there there's some reliable names in here, but Stu, Stuart Elliott's been doing it, been doing it a bit. All right, race eight. How'd you see that shaping up? How are you closing out your pick three? Yeah, so I ended up on two of them in here. Um, I ended up on both the five and the 11. Uh, this is, again, a uh, oaky bread race for older horses. Uh, the five, that's something. Um, who is a horse that has been in really good form as of late. Uh, you, If you cross a line through that two-back race uh, on the turf where uh, it didn't look like this gelding really you know, handled the turf, I mean, ran fine, ran a, a second by a neck, but this horse has actually won three in a row and four of his last six. So, uh, you know, this one has been in really, really good form for Lynn. Um, high percentage connections all the way around. Uh, Quinones stays up on this one, and I thought the five made just an absolute ton of uh you know ton of sense in this race the other horse and probably ends up being betting favorite or co-betting favorite the other horse that i was really interested in was the 11 this 11 fly the bank is going to get all sorts of loose um he is the speed of the speed here drawn outside and it's just going to go he's won his last two um and uh you know has you know is a horse that does have a lot of experience over this remington park and course and he's had a lot of success over the remington park uh you know 
Remington Park. And it's a horse that looks like after the trainer change, getting out of the steam, Steve Martin barn has really sort of stepped up his game. He's been getting a lot, lot better, uh, winning his stakes last out. Uh, you know, obviously he's been, you know, restricted in the state breads, but he's restricted here as well. So I think this is a horse that should get loose on the front end. There's no monsters in this race. And, uh, I think he's, uh, you know, I, I'm probably going to probably betting the two, the top two betting choices, but to close out a pick three, where hopefully I caught a nice price in the first leg, I'm good with it. That. All right, and that was a ten dollar pick. Three what was your what was the total again? And uh, go ahead, and rattle it so off. One it more time. is a ten dollar base pick. Three three six seven over one over five eleven for a sixty dollar total play. And this is one of those you're not going to make thousands and thousands of dollars here. But I'm probably trying to turn my sixty into three hundred, right? And I think yeah. that's you know five to one implied odds. I'll take that all day. So I I really kind of spread it out this race a little bit uh this was the last one i ended up playing uh it's the silver goblin stakes which is another oaky bread and uh i liked two horses that i thought might be a little bit of, bit of an overlay whether they go to post like i like the two dicey uh at 20 to 1 on the morning line i had that as like i'm gonna bet that horse across the board probably uh i like the uh i like the cutback a, a little bit i also i mean just looks like it's really kind of rounding up Definitely one that was kind of raced into shape, it seems. Uh, yeah, I, I like the looks of Dicey. And then the number nine, Tommy Hawk, uh, was another one I decided to use for uh, Randy Swago. Uh, another one coming from off the pace. It just, there seems like, it seemed like quite a few of these races either had absolutely no pace to them or they were the, you know, everybody sends to the front kind of races. And I mean, I kind of decided to look at those everyone sends to the front kind of races because with these kind of like dicey pace scenarios, I'd rather have everyone do what I think they're going to do. And it's set up for a horse that I think can actually, you know, take advantage of it. So uh, I'm betting $5 to win on Tommy Hawk uh, and then a trifecta that's two and nine Tommy Hawk and uh, dicey, my two that I like there. And then in second, wheeling in the 11, fly to the bank. And then in third, it's the... Uh, Tommy Hawk, uh, Dicey, uh, that's something, and fly to the bank. So two, five, nine, and eleven, and then just go ahead. Let's if I get lucky, I get Dicey on top, and a five dollar exacta two over five eleven. So big, big boy exacta. Yeah, and you know I was able to spread it out there. Where I mean, there are quite a few ways that I could hit this and make a, a bunch of money, and I've got a you know two betting interest to land in first in any trade or in the race so yeah all right take the shot i had ten dollars that's how i did how i did it yeah i don't i don't hate that i mean you're playing you're approaching this the right way i think of this of these uh stakes races this is the most wide open you have most horses in here you know there's no wind monsters in here um and there's a lot of horses that have sort of been beaten around these ranks and it's going to be trip and pace dependent for them um you know can they sort of work out a trip um, so I, you know, I do like how you're approach, you're approaching this because you're saying, Hey, I'm going to take some of these maybe slightly more outside, but they're not impossible horses. You have an eight to one and a 20 to one who are horses that have both won, uh, you know, at this level and at this track. So, you know, in, in not that long ago. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like how you're approaching this, uh, and trying to be smart with those prices, man. So it was really interesting. I, I love putting, you know. I love putting Mark on his toes where he's uh, having to wager in ways that he doesn't wager on his own. So like it, it was shortly before we were about to record this, I informed you that there were not rolling doubles. So you as someone who is a, a slammer of doubles, 
what's your what's your move if you you know find a nighttime track you want to play and they don't have your preferred wager for 80 percent of the card is it just go ahead and stretch it to the next convenient horizontal what's the what's the what's the move or do you just bet the old pick one um you can do either you know if if i was looking at a sequence and saying hey i was going to be singled in this double to this one horse um it may just be a situation where i go boy that's that's a win bet candidate at X odds or above. Um, I'm going to, you know, especially with these nighttime tracks, what you tend to see is that favorites are overbet and outsiders are um, overlays. So, you know, if I'm on, you know, if I, again, it sort of in that situation I ran into with race six, I'm tossing the favorite. Um, that horse I expect to be overbet. Therefore, those overlays, if I really liked one of those and, and I didn't have a double or I didn't have a sequence I liked, I might, might win bet in those types of scenarios. You know, my tendency is to stretch it out into a pick three that's that's the easier but i still need to need to have those opinions so it's all about just sort of working those opinions and making sure that you're getting value um you know value on those opinions um and i also say a lot of these nighttime tracks as well, people tend to play them a little more in a jackpotty type of sense. So they're looking at this and saying, oh, there's an early pick five, race one through five. I'm going to play that. And then I'm going to play the race five through nine pick five. Or maybe I'm playing the six through nine pick four, right? Those people then will use something like a pick three as a hedge. So if they play those big wagers, they're they're maybe um, hedging some prices they like that they didn't have covered in the sequence with that pick three. What you tend to find is those pick three that will pays get, you know, are outsized yeah. because people are not using it as their primary wage or they're using it more a hedge against a bigger ticket. There we go. There we go. A little knowledge, a little knowledge coming in hot. Bingo. All right. Yeah. I, you know, I like to, I just feel in my comfort zone when I'm playing just kind of, you know, the win place, win place show pools, of course you know, drastically less of the place and show mostly the win uh, and the exact is in trifectas. And I mean, I get comfortable. I'm very comfortable with doubles. I feel like doubles are probably the best bet in the, uh, you know, best bet in racing, quite honestly. Like I, I think the daily double, a smart smash daily double is just such a good, efficient wager. You know, I know who's going to win two races in a row. Let me just go ahead and tell you. Um, yeah, it's very efficient. The other thing is you can see what the payouts are. So, you know, sometimes you know, these pick threes, pick fours, pick fives, we love those big ballooned payouts. We love the, that big, you know, you know, uh, whatever, uh, you know, pot of gold, the end of the rainbow kind of a thing with those. But with a double, I can see what's this actually going to pay in yep. Am I fi- am I getting value there? And you know, if I'm saying, "Oh, geez, this," you know, I like this horse, but it's murdered in the doubles. Well, okay, I'll just skip. I'll put my hands yeah. in my pockets and watch the race, or you know, maybe place a small win bet just to kind of keep myself entertained. Yeah, yeah, man. Daily doubles only. No rolling daily doubles. It's just. Well, I so I remember when I started playing that like Oaklawn was like this. They still had like a two dollar base uh, pick six that I don't think ever like never remember you know in the time playing it, which was very short. Remember anybody like hitting it for like a huge amount or anything? I don't think anyone was playing it at the two dollar base, of course. But uh, when I got when I really got into horse racing, um, that was pre. 50 cent pick five. That was not a thing. And it was honestly pre pick five. Uh, and it was very interesting when the pick fives came into play, how it moved money around from other wagers. I can remember when, if, you know, if you were playing Naira, I played a lot of Saratoga. Saratoga is kind of my home track. If you wanted to play a horizontal, it was a $1 pick three. It was a $1 pick four. 
or a $2 pick six. And those were your kind of horizontal options. Uh, when we, you know, even I can even remember back in the day when daily doubles were, you know, the reason they called it the daily double was because it happened once a day. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I can even remember back in those days when I, this is way back in the day when I originally got into handicapping, I wasn't playing as much. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the gimmicks are good. I understand why tracks though, sort of, uh, shy away from them to some degree, but the fact that you don't have rolling doubles and rolling pick threes and you know today's day and age especially when they've gone down to 50 cent min min bets on the pick threes eh, that's a little like come on guys come on get with the times i'll tell you what so if you're out in if you're listening to this and you're in oklahoma go to remy go to remy on friday night I've, I've been down there before and had just like a great time uh it was also just no one was there which is my favorite time to go to race tracks is when i feel like i got that shit to myself you know, Dude, me, I'll tell you what, me and Gladys small, at, the, at the window can make a connection, you know, any of these small little tracks, you know, Remington, um, I'm in for work. I'm in Southern California a lot. So going to Los Alamitos, um, any of those smaller nighttime tracks are so much fun because they always have like awesome food trucks with killer food. Um, you can get super up close and personal. You can go right up to, you know, be right on the rail. They're never crazy busy. Um, and it's a fun, fun time. Sit with your friends, have a beer, uh, you know, kick your feet up, get some good local food. Awesome time. Tons of fun. Yeah. So check out your, if you've, if you're close to Remy, head on out. If you want to tail us, tail us. If you don't come up with your own place, hell tweet us some winning tickets at notorious underscore OTB. Um, Mark, man, that's going to do it for us. You got anything coming up with on the wrong league? Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing our normal Thursday stream, uh, which is at eight 30 Eastern. You can find us, uh, on the wrong lead, uh, on both Twitter and, uh, on YouTube. Uh, a bunch of us, we, uh, a bunch of friends of mine, we all got together and decided, Hey, we want to make, uh, you know, sort of tear down that wall, make handicapping a little more approachable, make playing the ponies a little bit more fun and, and uh, easier to understand. So uh, you'll still get the real deep, uh, you know, in-depth content, but uh, we, we try to make it, try to make it easier for the newer player, ask questions. It's a big sort of like sitting in OTB, big conversation. Uh, you know, if people in the in chat are asking questions away, we'll just sit there and answer them all night. So uh, eight, and that is at 830 Eastern every Thursday. Caleb's not hard to look at either. That's that's not. He's a very handsome human being. He's and, you, got, uh, you guys I, got the thirst trap, thirst trap market. You know, corner. We, we, we have that to... We have the Q factor down. I mean, you can't bring him anywhere though, because the ladies. You bring him into a bar, and the ladies just try to like rip him apart. It's yeah. it's, it's rough. Listen, you guys start a, a TikTok that's just Caleb videos, and you guys will be the most popular handicapping TikTok on the face of the face of Earth. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, check out on the wrong lead. A bunch of good guys over there doing some really good stuff. They've even got new programming. They've got a, like a new podcast that they're doing, I believe, too. Uh, was it Drinking Champagne? Yeah, Drinking Champagne. Uh, Josh, who's sort of normally our host, uh, he is working with Andrew Champagne. And if you are familiar with the pink sheet, it's uh, a lot of big tracks have a pink sheet, which is like a um, it'll be in the local newspaper. It's sort of expert handicapper picks. And Andrew uh, runs that very sharp guy. Wonderful person. Um, just sort of student of the game, extremely smart, well-spoken. He's, uh, he's much more eloquently spoken than I am. And uh, he and he and Josh are doing a weekly real good content. Uh, they're doing it both podcast and stream form. So I listen to it on the way to work, which is, uh, which is always a, a good time. Just, you can't, you can't trap josh rodriguez in just one form of art like he needs to go out he needs to express Spread himself it yeah. just in you know multiple places are you aware of the music known as jazz 
So, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that he's, you know, that part of him is being satisfied, that creative, that creative spirit. Uh, all right. It's funny. The only one I don't make fun of is Caleb. And that's usually just to talk about how just absolutely beautiful he is. You get you and you and Josh, I rip on all the time on here. <laughs> I can tell I can tell you don't listen to the show because you're still coming on the show after how many times I've ripped on you on here. Have you ripped on me that much? I mean, I, I listened to I listened to a few of them, you know. Yeah, no, I don't. You're, you're just trying to drive up your your listenership now, and we get me to go back and listen to all the back episodes. That's, I mean, maybe, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I was trying to mini click farm you. It's like a like an urban click farm, you know, self sustainable, growing growing tomatoes out of like old dishwasher uh, detergent holder things. Just, uh, yeah. All right, probably going to edit that out. We will see you next time on the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network.